Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hello. Oh. Gene Anderson here. Good morning, sir. Yes, good morning. <laughs> How are you? Well, I'm fine, but uh, push on with the interview because I've got so many of these to do and we don't want to waste time being nice to each other. <laughs> First question, let's go. That is true. Uh, sir, can you explain somebody who hasn't got a salad gene, obviously, what is a salad gene? Well, an imaginary genetic propensity for humankind to, as we say in English, get our knickers in a twist, you know, <laughs> to get passionate and emotional about subjects and sometimes uh, demonstrate our extreme views on different topics, um, perhaps in a cruel and nasty way. So, But a zealot, you know, a zealot could be, you know, you could be a... Um, um, Uh, a model train enthusiast and be a zealot about model trains or you could be a zealot when it comes to supporting your favorite football team or um, or you could be a zealot in a religious sense or in a political sense in terms of having uh, a huge passion about particular party politics. So it means whatever you want it to mean. It, I, I just use it in the sense of being, um, you know, meaning... Um, very emotional, very you know, having a very powerful, passionate views. What are you selling about? Pardon me. What are you selling about? Well, that's quite. That, see, that's the whole point. I am yeah. not. I I tend to have more rational, calm views about things, and I sit on the fence. I tend not to have extreme views. I I'm one of those people who's a moderate. You know, moderate in in almost everything, and I I tend to um, take my time to form opinions and. Always, always keep alive the possibility that I will change my mind. So even more reason not to get too crazy about uh, different topics. <laughs> okay. Uh, the cell gene is, it seems to me, there's a lot of uh, stuff that I've learned. They do refer to Bible and Bible stories. Now, how does a song like Where Did Saturday Go fit into this context? Well, it could go. It could fit into two contexts, really. It's, yeah. It could be about Saturday as the notional day after the crucifixion and the Easter holiday, and the, that's yeah. arguably second most important um, religious festival in terms of Christianity. And so, it could refer to the Saturday where, in disbelief, the followers of Jesus just didn't seem to do anything, and. In the Bible, we know we go from crucifixion to to um, to Easter Sunday, yeah. the notional uh, reappearance and resurrection, and Saturday is missing. But it also is where did Saturday go? Might refer to the missing day when, for whatever reason, you just can't really recall what happened on Saturday because you went, you know, had. You think you had too good a time on Friday, so good <laughs> that you probably took so much uh, in the way of drink and drugs that you can't remember where you were or what you did when you wake up on Saturday. So <laughs> Saturday's sort of gone. You know, you're in. You've got a terrible hangover, and nothing happened. It's just a uh, could be. It could be just a waste of time. You know, Saturday is. Um, you know, sometimes. I think for some people a wasted day and yeah. it isn't for me because I, I look forward to Saturday and Sunday because I can work and I don't have any promo interviews to do. <laughs> I'm sorry I about that. <laughs> it's, um, so Saturdays, you know, great. I can spend the time in the office or working on new ideas, new songs and 
uh, without any interruptions. So it's I, I, my Saturdays don't go; they they stay. <laughs> This is great, um, uh, Mr. Anderson. I'm, I'm thinking I'm definitely not the only one who was surprised when uh, we heard it's a new Jethro Tull record and not an Ian Anderson solo record or Ian Anderson incorporation with. What made you put out the record under the name of Jethro Tull? Well, I decided that it would be a Jethro Tull album when I started work on on this Elegene back in January of 2017. Mm -hmm. And um, the guys in the band have been with me for many years, but they never actually been on a Jethro Tull album. They'd played hundreds of concerts as members of Jethro Tull yeah. performing as Jethro Tull live. But um, I thought, well, we should put that right. They've been with me, well, as most of them have, for about 15 years or more. And so um, time time, time to give them their, their moment of being finally on an album billed as Jethro Tull. So since it, you know, it's the longest continuous lineup of musicians that we've ever had. Why wasn't there the thought of that before the selling scene? Well, that's a good question and one that I find it difficult to answer because mm. I think looking back on it, I should have released Homo Eraticus as yeah. a Jethro Tull album because same guys in the band, very much a rock album. They all played on all of the songs. But for whatever reason, and I really can't remember, I just you know fell into that thing of it being an Ian Anderson album. Um, but looking back on it, I think I probably should have called it a Jethro Tull album mm -hmm. then. Was the Celagene, you, you mentioned you started 2017 to write on it. Was that a hard record to write then? No, it's, uh, I, I, by the end of February, I'd sent demos to all the guys in the band and mm -hmm. we arranged some rehearsals, five days of rehearsals in March and four days of recording. And we, um, in that period of time, we recorded seven songs. Yeah, in that uh, in in that period in March, so four of them I finished later that year and mixed them, but the others I kept putting off just because we were so busy on tour, yeah. and recording the final five songs, which were written in January at the same time as the rest of it. I um, I just thought, well, I'll you know we'll we'll get round to doing it sometime, but we didn't because of. There's so little time between tours, you know, maybe only two or three days and the guys want to have some time off, spend it with their family and yeah. answer their emails and check the post. And um, so it got put off and then suddenly the pandemic was upon us and we couldn't work together for one and a half years. And I decided in March of last year, I'd better just get on and finished the album by myself so I recorded the last five songs oh, okay. um, at home with an acoustic guitar and a few other pieces and some of the guys sent their contributions to me as audio files that I could incorporate into the into the mixes mm -hmm. and uh, so it was mixed and mastered in uh, June and all the artwork done delivered to a record company but we had to wait until January this year because of the long waiting time to get albums pressed in vinyl That's just format. insane nowadays. I know. Yeah, it is. Well, some record companies were quoting me more than a year before yeah. they'd be able to release the album. Yeah, this is crazy. This is really crazy. Now, you have, uh, you said, you mentioned the artwork and uh, uh, I watched the promo videos that you did uh, with this uh, director. How, how important is the visual key factor in this whole new record thing? 
Well, we're talking here about marketing and promotion, not my department. Okay. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm sitting in the creative department and uh, <laughs> marketing and promotion at a record company, they're, they're supposed to have the experience and the, and the expertise for coming up with those sort of ideas. And, um, you know, they've suggested songs that they thought should be the teasers for the album with some simple accompanying video. Yeah. And um, yeah, if I don't have any big disagreement, I, I will probably go along with it and say, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but it's not my, I'm not the instigator of it. And uh, Sam Cheghini is an Iranian um, uh, chap working from his home, yeah. from his from, probably from his bedroom. Um, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he'd done a couple of other things. Um, so, you know, he, he, he's um, very dedicated and I, um, you know, quite happy for him to come up with his idea as to what the content should be. I certainly not, you know, I, if I, if I was making a video, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have done any of the things the same as those guys yeah. who, who did the videos, you know, it's, um, I'm, but but that's not my job. I, I don't want to get involved in in things that are you know so deliberately about advertising a piece of product. It's not it's not something I enjoy doing. So oh, okay. I'd rather leave it to other people and trust their ability and their expertise. You know, as I say, if I if I didn't like it, then I would say so. Yeah. But it's okay. It's it's somebody else's idea, and okay. um, if it if it if it works, it works, and I'm quite happy with it. Now, now, when you look into the future, which we all cannot really, but uh, it, when do you think you're going to be able to go, go back out again and, you know, celebrate the Celagene life? Well, we did 20 concerts last year um, in the last four months of the year. So we yeah. are old hands at the at uh, a COVID concert protocol and traveling to several different other countries yeah. and going through all the complications of entry documents and testing and COVID yeah. passes and all the rest of it. We've, you know, we've, we've been doing it for, you know, since the end of August. And um, next year, um, we will still be catching up in 2023. We'll still be catching up with the concerts that we've had to postpone since the beginning of 2020. But, in, in in this year, 2022, we still have a, you know, I think 65 concerts, something like that, uh, nearly all of which have been rescheduled from yeah. the year or two before. And um, unfortunately, because of the rise of Omicron, um, Finland in January and Sweden in January have had to be postponed already. Yeah. But uh, as of yesterday, we... Um, got the the good news that our Italian promoter is um, pushing ahead with uh, concerts in Italy at the beginning of February so mm -hmm. I am a day or two away from having to do the scary thing of committing myself to thousands of euros worth of um, yeah. flights oh, yeah. tickets and uh, and contracts with abandoned crew because You know, it's a, it's a it's a big financial risk, both for promoters yeah. and and for me. If we then end up at the last minute, we can't go. Then um, that's bad news. But yeah. um, you know, we're 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 hopeful that these things will go ahead. Some of some countries I feel more confident about than others because many of the European countries, including your own, are probably three or four weeks behind the UK in yeah. hopefully seeing the infection rates beginning to fall. Yeah. And um, that is perhaps as a result of a lot of vaccination combined with the 
natural immunity of people having caught COVID, a milder form, and um, having at least some temporary immunity, a degree of immunity from catching it again. So I think right now in most of in most of Western Europe, there's a high level of vaccination yeah. plus a high level of infection. Yeah. But in Eastern Europe, it's a little different because uh, much much lower vaccination yeah. rates and Omicron hasn't really kicked off. It's just beginning in some of those countries. But um, when it when it does, it's going to be it's going to be terrible, you know. And some yeah. of those countries I'm supposed to visit in the next uh, um, the next two or three months. So yeah. I'm a little concerned about um, they are not prepared, and they will be suffering much more. I think in a few weeks from now. Yeah. However, it's Omicron is not done with us yet. Lots of people are dying every day, and on average, of course, people are tending not to be so ill, but it doesn't mean everything is hunky-dory. It just yeah. means hospitals are just about able to cope with the extra number of people. And, of course, when it's public health, then lots of people who've got cancer or serious injuries or serious need for surgery have had to postpone and postpone just in the same way as we've had to postpone concerts. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's um, you know, it's not just about Omicron. It's not just about COVID no. and its effects on people. It's about all the other illnesses that are effectively any cure or surgery is being put on hold. So mm. that's um, bad news. But so far, we're coping in the UK and... Um, mm. You know, things are uh, sort of, you know, double. And, and we, we've been without most of our restrictions, really, for for many months now. And mm. we decided to, um, our government decided to take the pragmatic view. Let's just soldier on and try and weather the storm and mm. hope that um, it works in our favor. And, you know, it seems like it... Mm. It is. You know, our infection rate has dropped by about 50% in the last two weeks. So yeah, yeah. we can see things. If they keep heading this way, you know, we'll be back to a, a background level of COVID infections that, you know, can be good. But mm. I think we all have to accept that we're probably all going to get COVID sometime in the next few months' time, whether we're vaccinated or not. Yeah. And for those of us on who do what I do, if anybody gets COVID and has to isolate, then that's the end of a tour. Yeah, uh, uh, I see that. Uh, it's just it's just unfortunate. It's yeah, a, and that's people, everybody happen. out of work again. You know, yeah. my guys haven't, you know, they, they went for one and a half years with no job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, it's pretty terrible if you then do get back to work and then yeah. suddenly you have to cancel things because one person gets COVID. Same yeah. thing in lots of theatres and and uh, theatrical productions in uh, in the UK. You know they've they've opened their doors again to an audience and they have to shut up for a week or more. Yeah. And in some cases, when several people have been continuously ill, they've uh, they've had to close down the production yeah. and um, close down the theatre. Yeah. So it's you know it's 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 uh, taking its toll even on the airlines. You know you can lots of flight cancellations because oh, yeah. you can't find any pilots and and cabin crew who you know, can uh, uh, be available to um, to do the job because yeah. 10 to 20% of the people are being off sick. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just insanity. I have one final question, Mr. Mm -hmm. Anderson. Uh, you know, you released <laughs> during your lifetime so many musical milestones. When you, when you finished the salad gene, 
how, how does it fit into this context? Is this just another record for you, another done record? Are you proud of it? You go like, what are the feelings when you, when you finish something like this nowadays? Well, I don't think any record is just another record in yeah. the same way as if you, you know, if you were to have a, another child, it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be just, oh, yeah, we've got another baby, yeah, okay. Um, you know, if you've got a new, a new kitten or a new puppy, it's not just, oh, yeah, we've got another puppy. You know, whatever you've got is just the most brilliant thing that you're so excited about. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's the case with, with a new album. It's just that this new album is, is um, already finished, you yeah. know, for about um, eight months ago. Yeah. And, um, so I'm already, I've got a new girlfriend. <laughs> my new girlfriend, my new girlfriend I started my relationship with on the 1st of January in 2022 at 9.30 a.m. when I started work on a new album. And that's, um, that's now two weeks into the, uh, the writing and preparation. I will hopefully by the end of February, I will have sent some demos to the guys in the band and we'll schedule some recording sessions. Um, and probably on two or three occasions during the year because of, our relatively um, busy schedule, but, you know, I need to deliver that to the record company at the end of December for a end of March release date, already booked into a pressing plan, so we're, we're right up there at the top of the queue. What is the name of your new girlfriend? My new girlfriend doesn't have a... Well, my new girlfriend has a name, <laughs> and... Um, it's, uh, it's got to be a secret, I'm afraid, because <laughs> I always have this nervous feeling that if I tell people what it is I'm working on, and I give any any information or any detail, yeah. it's bad luck. <laughs> okay. Because, like I said to you earlier, I you know I might have you know quite a commitment to something, but I always like to have that feeling I can change my mind. Yeah. And so, you know, I've done a first draft of all the lyrics, but I'm sure there'll be a word or two will change here and there. <laughs> I, you know, maybe I'll look at something and think this is rubbish. I'm going to scrap it and start again. So. <laughs> Who knows? But no, my, my new girlfriend, uh, she's, um, she's um, almost perfectly formed, um, quite attractive, but she has no name. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you very much for talking to us, Mr. Okay, Anderson. Okay, okay. Good care. luck with the salad, Gene, though. It's brilliant. Yeah, well, I'm glad you like it. And, oh, um, I shall totally. get excited about um, performing some of those songs again when we, when we get back on the road yeah. shortly. Yeah, Munich waits for you. Okie dokie. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rockin' podcasts.